BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Tuesday, April 21st, 2020. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, Sonos launches its own streaming radio service. Huge trove of Facebook accounts has been purchased on the dark web. Google goes with free to compete with Amazon in product search. Kickstarter is seeing a huge drop in project launches. And we finally have a date for the HBO Max launch. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Sonos has launched its own streaming radio product called, appropriately enough, Sonos Radio. It comes preloaded now on the Sonos app with more than 60,000 stations from multiple partners alongside original programming. It is free to use, and it should show up in a software update rolling out today. Quoting The Verge, Sonos says radio playback accounts for nearly half of all the time that customers spend listening to its products. Quote, Complementing the 100-plus streaming options available on Sonos, the new service introduces a holistic and cohesive way to explore radio, bringing together more than 60,000 stations from multiple streaming partners alongside original programming from Sonos, the company said in its press release. These partners include TuneIn and iHeartRadio, two obvious go-to picks for this category. In the local radio section of Sonos Radio, you'll be able to easily pull up your local NPR station, sports talk, news shows, or other favorites, or listen to something from across the globe if you choose. You won't get every feature of TuneIn or iHeartRadio as part of Sonos Radio, but the partnerships check off the core function of streaming live radio. Sonos says more partners, including Radio.com in the U.S. and Global in the U.K., are coming soon. But the second, more interesting pillar of Sonos Radio is original programming, found under the Sonos Presents section. And this is headlined by an ad-free station called Sonos Sound System. Think of it like Apple's Beats 1. The company converted the basement of its currently closed flagship retail store in Soho into a recording and production facility, end quote. There are also artist-curated stations, the first of which comes from Radiohead's Tom York, And also Sonos stations, which are genre-based stations that do have ads on them. I'm currently testing all of this out as I write these very words. A cybersecurity firm says it has bought a database on the dark web that contained the personal information of more than 267 million Facebook users, including full names and phone numbers. The researchers paid 500 British pounds, or about $623, for this treasure trove. This is from Bleeping Computer, quote, Last month, security researcher Bob Diachenko discovered an open Elasticsearch database that contained a little over 267 million Facebook records, with most being users from the United States. 
For many of these records, they contained a user's full name, their phone number, and a unique Facebook ID. The ISP hosting the database eventually took the server offline after being contacted by Diachenko. Soon after, a second server containing the same data plus an additional 42 million records was brought online, but was quickly attacked by unknown threat actors who left a message telling the owners to secure their servers. Of this new data, 16.8 million records included more information such as a Facebook user's email address, birth date, and gender. It was not discovered who these servers belonged to, but Diachenko believed that it was owned by a criminal organization who stole the data using the Facebook API before it was locked down or via scraping public records, end quote. The researchers told Bleeping Computer that they purchased the database so they could add the data to the amibreached.com breach notification service, so I guess look for yourself on there soon. Note as well that the data does not contain passwords, but since it does contain email addresses and phone numbers, this could obviously be used for spear phishing campaigns or even SMS text messages pretending to be from Facebook. I think I said this last time, but I had assumed that the App Store was pretty much everywhere it could be by now, so I continue to be wrong about that because Apple just announced it has launched the App Store, iCloud, Apple Arcade, and Apple Podcasts in 20 new countries. I knew this one was still rolling out, though. They also announced that Apple Music has expanded to 52 new countries. So since I seem to be behind the eight ball on this, quoting TechCrunch for the official tally, quote, App Store is now available in 175 countries and regions, whereas Apple Music has reached 167 markets. In comparison, music streaming service giant Spotify is available in fewer than 100 nations. We're delighted to bring many of Apple's most beloved services to users in more countries than ever before, said Oliver Schusser. Apple's vice president of Apple Music and international content in a statement. We hope our customers can discover their new favorite apps, games, music, and podcasts as we continue to celebrate the world's best creators, artists, and developers, he added, end quote. In an effort to combat Amazon's dominance in product search, Google is now letting merchants list their products for free in the Google Shopping search results. Quoting Search Engine Land, This is an evolution we've been watching closely and in many ways is a back-to-the-future moment for Google product search, which used to be free. Remember Frugal? Before it shifted to a purely paid product in 2012. Two things have changed since that time. Data quality and Amazon. Before going entirely paid, Google's product search suffered from a quality problem, with listings that often led to out-of-stock or entirely different items altogether. Google's ability to ensure that the information in a product feed matches the data on the site has advanced significantly since then. Then there's Amazon. Google has seen the e-commerce giant continue to gain share in product search and advertising, Limiting the universe of products available in Google Shopping results to those retailers who are willing to pay has put Google's search power at a disadvantage. Opening up to all merchants will enhance Google's offering and its appeal to both sellers and consumers. And as on Amazon, merchants that want to ensure prominent visibility in the search results, now more competitive with more products eligible to show, will continue to pay for ads. For e-commerce marketers and SEOs, the move adds a new layer to organic product search optimization efforts, end quote. The main Google search page will not change, and those carousel of ads for product listings that you sometimes see will remain ad-only. It's in the Google Shopping Hub, 
where you'll start to see these free listings, which will be generated by product data feeds uploaded to the Google Merchant Center. Sellers have to opt in to surface their products across Google for these listings to be visible. Facebook has controversially removed some events pages that called for protests of stay-at-home orders, saying, quote, events that defy government guidance on social distancing aren't allowed, end quote. Quoting from NBC News, Facebook has removed posts promoting events in a handful of states planning protests against stay-at-home measures meant to stop the spread of the coronavirus. The events, which were planned in California, Nebraska, and New Jersey, violated protective measures imposed by governors, Facebook said. Quote, unless government prohibits the event during this time, we allow it to be organized on Facebook a Facebook spokesperson said in a statement. For the same reason, events that defy government's guidance on social distancing aren't allowed on Facebook, end quote. More than 100 state-specific Facebook groups made up of more than 900,000 members have been created in the last two weeks to protest the stay-at-home orders, according to an unpublished analysis by First Draft, a disinformation research organization. The pages have organized at least 49 different events, end quote. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ka-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify transformed ResumeWriters.com from the spaghetti code backend I cobbled together in college to the world-class commerce platform it sits on today. And Shopify can do the same for your business. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash ride, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash ride now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash ride. Guys, we don't have to choose between hair growth and our health. Nutrafol's drug-free whole-body approach promotes hair growth from within. No compromises, just better hair. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement brand with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. With Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription or doctor's visits required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure you'll never miss a day. See results in three to six months. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after six months taking Nutrafol's men's hair growth supplements. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a 
limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code RIDEHOME. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men, and enter promo code RIDEHOME. Don't know what to make of this, but Google's head of quantum computing hardware, John Martinez, has resigned from his position, reportedly after disagreements with Harmut Nevin, Google's quantum AI director. You might recall that Google touted late last year that it had reached quantum supremacy, something that it likened to the Wright brothers' first airplane flight. And yet, the head of one of the teams responsible for that achievement is now gone. This comes from Wired. Martinez resigned from Google earlier this month. Quote, since my professional goal is for someone to build a quantum computer, I think my resignation is the best course of action for everyone, he wrote. A Google spokesman did not dispute this account and says that the company is grateful for Martinez's contribution and that Nevin continues to head the company's quantum project. Parent company Alphabet has a second smaller quantum computing group at its X-Labs research unit. Martinez retains his position as a professor at the UC Santa Barbara, which he held throughout his tenure at Google, and says he will continue to work on quantum computing. Google's quantum computing project was founded by Nevin, who pioneered Google's image search technology in 2006 and initially focused on software. To start, the small group accessed quantum hardware from Canadian startup D-Wave Systems, including in collaboration with NASA. The project took on greater scale and ambition when Martinez joined in 2014 to establish Google's quantum hardware lab in Santa Barbara, bringing along several members of his university research group. His nearby lab at UC Santa Barbara had produced some of the most prominent work in the field over the past 20 years, helping to demonstrate the potential of using superconducting circuits to build qubits, the building blocks of quantum computers, end quote. This is an arena that's quite a bit out of the circles that I personally travel in, so let me just quote Brian Ramella on Twitter, who suggests, this might be a philosophical disagreement on how to move forward with the tech, Quote, we'll see more of these types of situations in quantum computing. There are rather large debates on the direction of the technologies and how to achieve it. Google just lost a brilliant leader with John Martinez leaving, end quote. To which Philip Heads tweeted, quote, Guess those two couldn't agree or disagree. Perhaps they should have superimposed their quantum states, end quote. We officially have the launch date for one of the biggest entrants into the streaming video wars. HBO Max will launch on May 27th for $15 a month and featuring 10,000 hours of programming, including the likes of Friends and Big Bang Theory. Just months ago, we were wondering if HBO Max might be launching a bit late into the streaming scrum. Disney Plus and Apple Plus launched months ago feels like years ago at this point, but maybe now is the optimum time to launch. We shall see. Quoting The Hollywood Reporter, Amid the competitive landscape, Warner Media top brass were hoping to use a buzzed-about reunion special featuring the cast of Friends to draw attention to HBO Max, which will be the exclusive home to all 236 episodes of the sitcom classic. But the coronavirus shutdown prevented the special from being filmed in time for launch. 
Instead, Warner Media will rely on a handful of originals, including scripted comedy Love Life, starring Anna Kendrick, documentary On the Record, ballroom dance competition series Legendary, and Sesame Workshop late night entry The Not Too Late Show with Elmo to lure subscribers. Other originals set to debut later in the year include thriller The Flight Attendant, starring Kaylee Cuoco, documentary Expecting Amy about comedian Amy Schumer's life on tour during a difficult pregnancy, and J.G. Quintel's adult animated comedy Close Enough. TBS comedy Search Party will also move to HBO Max, where it will return with a new season. Quote, our number one goal is having extraordinary content for everyone in the family, and the HBO Max programming mix we are so excited to unveil on May 27th will bear that out. Warner Media Entertainment and direct-to-consumer chairman Robert Greenblatt said in a statement, Even in the midst of this unprecedented pandemic, the all-star teams behind every aspect of HBO Max will deliver a platform and a robust slate of content that is varied, of the highest quality and second to none. I'm knocked out by the breadth and depth of our new offering, from the Max Originals, our Warner Brothers library, and acquisition titles from around the world, and of course, the entirety of HBO, end quote. Warner Media is consolidating its library of IP under one umbrella with HBO Max. The service will feature all current and former HBO shows, including The Sopranos, The Wire, and Game of Thrones, as well as current and classic WB movies like Crazy Rich Asians, A Star is Born, Joker, Casablanca, The Wizard of Oz, and Citizen Kane, end quote. But actually, I missed something. Quoting Bloomberg, Comcast's streaming entrant, Peacock, had a subdued debut last week, with the service only available to some of the company's own cable subscribers. A much bigger promotion, which was to coincide with the since-postponed Olympic Games and summer film releases, has been pushed into next year, end quote. Indeed, that launch was so subdued that it completely missed my radar, but then only specific people have a chance to check it out, apparently, so maybe we'll be hearing more about this in the near future. And finally today, from my file of layoffs, and also from the corners of the tech world affected by the pandemic that maybe you wouldn't have thought of, The Verge saw an internal memo from Kickstarter, which says it will likely lay off employees and restructure its entire business because it is seeing projects launched on Kickstarter down by around 35% year over year. Quoting The Verge, CEO Aziz Hassan writes that the crowdfunding company has already seen a significant drop in crowdfunding projects being listed on the site, which is how Kickstarter makes its money. Projects are down about 35%, the memo states, with, quote, no clear sign of rebound, end quote. Conversations are now starting with Kickstarter's union organizers about potential layoffs. 60% of Kickstarter's 140 employees are union members, and they successfully voted to unionize in February this year, making them the first major technology company to do so. Hassan writes that the company brought in $1.27 million in after-tax profit last year, and that money has already been reinvested back into the business. He's now looking for more significant cost-cutting, including reducing senior leaders' salaries, including his own, not automatically hiring back open roles, and cutting the budget wherever we can. Still, layoffs are likely imminent. Quote, we must look more broadly at ways to restructure the business, including potential layoffs across teams and at all levels of staff, the memo states. Hassan says Kickstarter is in talks with the Office of Professional Employee International Union, or OPEIU, which represents Kickstarter's union. The OPEIU says it has begun discussions with Kickstarter management, but it's still too early in the process to comment further. 
Kickstarter has tried to encourage creators to keep posting projects during the pandemic. It launched a program that solicits small-scale projects that can be worked on from home. At the same time, it started moderating COVID-19 projects to weed out any that pushed misinformation or phony solutions, while still promoting other projects that use the pandemic for good, like social distancing achievement stickers, end quote. Nothing for you today. Kind of a bit slammed, actually. So I'll talk to you tomorrow.